Welcome to Slashers and Spirits, a horror movie podcast. In this show, Kim and I, longtime fans of the horror genre, show horror movies to AJ, our friend who hated the genre until just recently. I'm Aaron. I'm AJ. I'm Kim. I'm Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Kim, are you introducing Kim? That's me. <laughs> oh, God. And I assure you, Kim is here. <laughs> I am. Wait, did you not hear me? Is that what happened? Oh, yeah, no, you did yeah, not no. speak. <laughs> no, yes, I did. I literally, it's going to be on my personal, like my audio. I, I did speak. I said, it's Kim. I, <laughs> I 100% did. We have to get the full experience. AJ and I didn't hear shit. I totally no. did speak. 100%. It was just a little high-pitched. We should also mention, before we go any further, that we drink during the entire time watching the movie before we film this podcast. <laughs> so we've all had alcohol. Some of us more than others. But, you know, we don't point fingers or, you know, Aaron. judge. So We um, always point fingers. And and judge. 100%. I know. Well, Kim, well, Kim was so hammered she couldn't even talk when you were talking about <laughs> I did speak. She forgot her own name, honestly. I did it. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. I have to tell you, I'm still being haunted by Midsummer. I think about it at least once a day and get terrified when I think about it every day. I'm glad. What parts in particular? Like, is it actual fear or is it like happy reminiscence? Because I think of Midsummer all the time too, but it's more in like, ah, like daydream, you know? Well, it's both. The problem that happens is I get the images of all the dead faces in my head, specifically the first images, and then... Wait, I'll do you mean like... the, the, the suicides or the smashed-in faces from the cliff? The suicides. Oh, okay. Well, the suicide murder, I would like to describe it as. That's um, fair. They, they show up, and then it's the smashed-in faces, and then I'm like, no, that's not the whole movie. And so if I think of the movie, I think of all the nice parts that I like. And then if I, but when I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep, I think of all the terrifying parts that I don't want to remember. <laughs> I love that. Are you more or less likely to do psychedelic drugs after watching Midsummer? Less. 100% less. I'm going to be Danny, and I know it. And it's going to yeah. be the images of her family that pop up in my head. <laughs> oh it's my not God. your own trauma, specifically the trauma <laughs> we put on you by making you watch Midsummer. Exactly. That's how the scary movie experience is going for me, in case anyone wanted an update. Well, we haven't really... That was really... I'm trying. I, I guess we did. I'm not sure if it'll ever come out, but we did Nightmare on Elm Street as our first one, and that one is arguably scary. But then we did Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then Midsummer. So one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Hereditary causes the same kind of upsetting disturbance, but I don't think it stuck with me as much. I think Midsummer's sticking with me a lot, and I blame you guys. I just need you to know that. <laughs> You're welcome. Because it was my pick, so. <laughs> Midsummer st sticks with me, like, but for only good reasons. Like, uh, watching that movie again, I felt like I had just seen it recently, and it had been quite a bit. I remembered, like, every scene. Same. I rewatched it, like, over a hundred times. I love that movie <laughs> Kim's so watched much. it twice since we watched it for the podcast. <laughs> I tried and show, I show, like, this movie to, like, all my friends. Like, I, so many of my friends who don't watch horror, I, I make them watch this movie with me. Because I think it's so great. And they hate it, but it's okay. If it wasn't for the opening, like, 15 minutes being so rough, I think it would be so much more digestible. But it really is necessary for like, for, like, the plot, you know? Yeah. I plan on rewatching this movie. I just 
am horrified by it. And that's my experience so far. Yeah, you also get to, once you know everything, it's it's nice to even watch a second time or third time to just pick up on things you didn't pick up on before, you know. Would you rewatch Hereditary comparatively? I probably wouldn't rewatch Hereditary. I just don't oh. think that there's anything else I need to see from it. <laughs> AJ's seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> I get it. It's about grief. It's very beautiful, but also it's horrifying. And I will never forget the full experience I had when I saw what happens in that movie. I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) You witnessed it. You witnessed it. Yeah, I made you watch it. (laughs) You're welcome. I was shocked. I was shocked to hear that you had shown AJ Hereditary as like one of her. I mean, not one of her first movies, but she's probably watched under twenty horror movies with us. Like a hundred percent. We've been doing this for quite some time, and like within the first twenty movies to introduce someone to horror, Hereditary would not have been one of them for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I started watching movies with you, Aaron, and I didn't start watching them with Kim. This is how this worked because Kim threw me in to the lion's den, and Aaron's always been like, "Oh, this movie." is really silly and maybe has murder in it. Yeah, but I go the other way too to where we're like, yeah, this is it. what the fuck are we watching, you know? Like <laughs> with with Kim it's more like, oh god, what the fuck are we watching? But oh, uh, yeah. with me it's like, holy shit, get to the point. <laughs> Speaking of, we watched Creep Show. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Ah, uh, I love Creep Show. I got a this is my pick this week and I love Creep Show to death. Very um, Aaron movie. Yes, it is. It is pretty much exactly what I like in my horror movies. A bit a bit tame, but it doesn't really uh detract from it or take away from it. I will however say that I completely agree that it could be about 15 to 20 minutes shorter. It does drag on in a in a lot of its parts. Whenever I think about this movie or rewatch it again, I remember the good parts and not the slow parts. Mm. And um, despite the fact we just watched the two-hour movie, um, I remember like the best hour of it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it's because kind of, there's so many iconic things in it that it does you know dick around a little bit, and that's really something. Uh, that the slasher genre does in general is there are plenty of slasher movies that are amazing and have some of the most memorable moments but when you're sitting there watching it you're like wow fuck we've been in this bedroom walking towards the closet for a good four minutes now huh <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking of slashers welcome to slashers and spirits the show where we've watched one slasher in a total of four <laughs> episodes and i'm not even tried at all um but, but we've yeah. drank every time Oh, every, every time. time. A lot of spirits have flowed. What are y'all drinking uh, tonight? You go ahead, Kim. Uh, I'm drinking wine. <laughs> um, some nice red wine because I hate myself, I guess. <laughs> it's not very good, but it was cheap. Did we not get, did we not get a, a name or a year? Yeah, our brand. It's the same one. I'm very cheap. It's still a Riscato that I got from Target um, because it was on sale. So <laughs> it's not very high quality. But she's good. She does the job well. So yeah, it's just a Riscato. She has no name. Shit, but she won't tell us the name. Because it's it's just ris- like if you like... go to Olive Garden, it's an Olive Garden wine. <laughs> it's literally called Riscato, but I get it on Yo, sale at Target. <laughs> you're underselling it. Sarah. They sell it at the Garden. People are literally dying, getting coronavirus to eat Olive Garden outdoors under a yes. tent. Facts. And here I am. You're drinking wine worth dying for. (laughs) (laughs) You would trade your grandmother for this. 
I honestly would. It's a very good wine. It's just a little dry sometimes. And I'm not really eating with it, so. <laughs> oh, empty stomach drunk. Yeah, I had a little bit of dinner, but I'm just, this, it kind of tastes like juice, but like really dry juice, if that makes sense. That sounds awful. That's just wine, though. <laughs> That's just how wine tastes. That makes me want an alcoholic Capri Sun. Just get a little <laughs> Oh. I'm just thinking about alcohol. <laughs> like something you'd stab. Oh my god. Imagine that. <laughs> I feel anyway. like that's what, like, <laughs> spagged wine is like. It is. It's really disgusting. Very sugary. Yo, imagine drinking a bag of wine with that little Capri Sun straw. <laughs> it's like a fourth of the thickness of a normal straw. Oh, well, I God. guess they kind of do give you that for alcohol. You go and you get a, a, drag, a Jack and Coke or a fucking gin and tonic oh, at a yeah. concert. They're yeah, going to give it to true. you with those two little straws. And I always use them, too. Every oh, time. Yeah. At the same you time, yeah. You have to use them. Both yeah, them. both of them. Yeah, no one talks about those, really. It's just kind of an accepted thing. Uh, but I just, I don't know, maybe, do you think they'd have the same magic if you had them in your house? No, oh, definitely not. I'm too impatient. Really? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just fantasizing about, you know, leaving my apartment. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be crazy. most normal things that we'd be able to do in a normal fucking time. Well, I don't know. I would be watching Creepshow <laughs> pandemic or not. <laughs> and drinking. <laughs> All right, so we watched Aaron, Creep Show. What? what are you drinking? Oh fuck! Um, I'm drinking a thirteen dollar bottle of whiskey from Target, uh, but I will give the full name here, unlike Kim, who's keeping it secret because she's drinking super special Olive Garden wine. But I'm drinking Glass Manor Blended Irish Whiskey. Wow, it's pretty fucking bad. but it was $13 and I was like yo give me that alright now I can continue before I was (laughs) I also have not shared what I was drinking fuck (laughs) (laughs) go ahead ahead. I'm I'm gonna be quiet for a good while now okay real fast I'm drinking White Claws that's all it's simple (laughs) I've tried I've had three different flavors I've had raspberry black cherry and grapefruit throughout this process um i went to target just to buy white claw and cookie dough for today and that's my whole story thank you cookie dough uh toll house just nice and simple cookie dough i've already eaten two pieces i plan on being drunk and eating more later i can't wait we talking just like chocolate chip (laughs) yeah just chocolate chip just the simplest cookie dough i only eat chocolate chip cookies only like as a rule For the most part. Sometimes I'll get crazy and I'll have like a white chocolate macadamia nut. Oh my god. Wow. (laughs) That's like going like zero to a hundred though. Like as base as Ed can be to like, you know, we're going into niche stuff. Yeah, I'm picky. That's that's how I work. But yes, I eat chocolate chip cookies and no other kind for the most part. (sighs) Oh, shit. All right. Well, anyway, (laughs) back to Creep Show, right? Um, (laughs) I'm not cutting anyone else off, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You can go. Creep show um, by George A. Romero and Stephen King. Absolute freaking legends with makeup by Tom Savini. He really can't ask for much more. Um, it's episodic or quote unquote episodic. I mean, more like segmented where there's five different stories that get told uh, via this comic book that is thrown away by an abusive father, <laughs> which uh, sounds really dark when you say it like that. But there are um, five main parts, um, so that this review can really only be 
broken down into like parts but i guess we'll start by seeing what aj thought of it being the non-horror fan what she thought of each part of creep show i guess we'll start at the beginning at father's day this oh, I'm we'll, we'll go over specific. them in depth we'll go over them in depth later but for now well let's get overall first and then we'll go down into each one my main concept of this movie is that this is a lot of ways i don't want to die and that's my review <laughs> it will fit on the back of the box I'll give you that well I was thinking of making it simple I mean I feel like I liked this movie it's got a lot going on but for the most part the consistency is that one marble um, cigarette tray thing and the fact that I don't want to die in any of these ways I mean fair absolutely let's go on to Kim's overall review of creep show oh you know it it, it was different <laughs> it's, i i remember seeing some of this movie well okay i watched tales of the crypt when i was younger like i watched the tv show and i watched the movie so i think i remember bits and pieces of watching this one too because i love tales of the crypt but I don't, re- I, I don't think I finished it, to <laughs> be honest. I don't think I finished this movie. But watching it again, like, it, it's pretty, um... It's what I expect from Stephen King, I guess I should say. It's very, like, it's in the same way he usually writes his stories and the way he kind of produces his movies for the most part. Like, it's kooky, but well done kooky. And I think I kind of appreciate that, watching it now. Technically for the second time, but I would say for, like, the first time. Um, George Romero is a well-known director. He has done Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, movies like that. He's, his nickname actually is King of the Zombies, which I think is really cool and I'm really jealous because that is like top tier <laughs> notoriety. Um, he directed this movie, which I think is pretty interesting. You can tell from the shots he does and some of the calls he does throughout the movie. Stephen King is a writer and... well. Writer slash actor, because he was in this movie. He made a cameo, and that's probably on his resume. So I'm going to call him an actor as well. He's done, obviously, The Shining, It, um, etc., etc. I think people know Stephen King, but he's really well known for his short stories and for his strange, strange movies, because some of them are really weird, like Salem's Lot. That's he strange. only ever directed one of his movies, and it's like widely known as the worst one, the one with the, the, the truck, the evil truck, uh, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, my God. That was the only time he, he actually um, directed one of the movies and is known as for being just fucking horrible. I can't wait. It's on, it's on my list of things to watch for this show is oh God. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> um, I can't wait. But um, uh, he he's... At, he's been adapted into so many movies, but he hates like almost every movie that's been made of his books. Like he famously does not like Kubrick Shining, like at all. It's bizarre. He has a weird relationship with movies. Anyway, sorry. Kim. Fair. He kind of does, but his stories are also weird. So um, Stephen King, <laughs> and then Tom Savini is a makeup artist. He has done From Dust Till Dawn. Um, he was he did Friday the Thirteen, which I didn't know he's until recently. Jason. Yeah, he created the first ever little kid Jason in the boat. Yeah, that's so crazy. And he's also worked with Romero on Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. And he's done other work besides that, but that's the most, he's I guess, notoriety so that he's got. Almost almost every major horror movie, it's either him or Rick Baker. And it's so well uh, done. Like, you can tell his signature. 
Yeah, his first directorial thing is um, the remake of Night of the Living Dead, which is one of my favorites. This is another one I want to watch at some point. Just great stuff. Tom Zavini. It's really like a holy trinity of people. But yeah, he was a nom vet. He claims that a lot of his, uh, his success in horror makeup is by seeing actual horrendous things happen. He was a photographer, so he had like studied a lot of it too, way more than most people would. And that's what made him such a horrifying makeup artist, was horrifying real life experience. And each of his movies, I think his style is kind of similar but different. Like Dust Till Dawn versus like Friday versus Night of the Living Dead. It's like it's gory, but also like not really. Like they're very different, I would say, in the makeup makeup wise. I think he has a lot of like skill to have that much variety. I would say. Bringing up his library to some degree, it shows the caliber he's worked with because you're talking, you know, Friday the 13th made with $12 at a summer camp in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in, on the East Coast. And then you're talking about uh, From Dust Till Dawn working with Clooney and Tarantino. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> shit, those are two ends of the spectrum there. Um, but yeah, the holy, holy trinity that put together this movie. And like I said, it was a, all based around a comic book. Uh, a fictional comic book, very Tales of the Crypt-esque, called Creepshow. And it opens with um, a kid reading it and his dad screaming at him for reading it. And they throw it in the trash can and the wind blows open the pages. And that's kind of where the movie takes place is different pages of the comic being different stories. I, I don't need to talk about my review for this movie because it's pretty clear I love this this fucking movie. But I, I will say it is too long. So I, I know that's probably one of the big complaints about it there. But uh I guess we should just, you know, go into yeah. the individual things, right? So we'll start with, with Father's Day. I, I really don't want to go through all these super beat for beat, but most of them can be summed up pretty quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Father's Day is about a daughter whose fiancé was killed by her dad. That sounded way more complicated than I wanted to. But the daughter has a fiancé who she loves, but the dad doesn't approve, so the dad kills him. And then she kind of grows old taking care of her father. Father's a terrible person. She murders her father and then comes and visits his grave every Father's Day until he comes up as a zombie and kills all of them. (laughs) It all is themed around him trying to get his Father's Day cake. And I guess I'll kind of leave it at that. And uh, I guess let's start with with AJ. This one feels the most serious of them all, which is wild because it also has the most like, maybe not the most makeup, but like the second to most makeup of like creating a fully fictional character. And some of these get some dark, dark concepts to them, but it seems so serious. And maybe it's just all this like family that's like weirdly classy family, which is very like drawn out and like posh. Maybe that's what it is. I liked Father's Day. I feel like it's pretty um, it's pretty interesting of a story, and I think it's a good start of this film. The family's bizarre. It's full of all sorts of weird characters. Like, the, the mom of the family's, like, super rude, like, calling her daughter essentially a hog for eating. <laughs> Basically, what the family seems to do is get together, get hammered, and dance. Just, like, really happily <laughs> just dance. Uh, and I, I had said that I wish I could be happy, uh, that happy, I wish I could be as happy as they are dancing as I was doing something I actually like enjoy. Like I, I couldn't be doing my favorite thing and be as happy as those people were to get hammered and do some dances. I don't really have much like notes on this one. I just put, wow, he really wants cake. <laughs> and then I put like, why wouldn't you just like buy him one from the store? Like, that would have like, solved one. the whole story if they could just like... You could he's old. You could cake. buy one and say you made it and just pass it off as like homemade. I'm just saying 
this but, man did too much for cake and cake is not even that good and i <laughs> that's all i, I wrote. think that misses the point though i think the point is that this man is like spoiled rotten and so no matter what you give him he won't be happy with because they have the cake they're making the cake but he can't be patient for five seconds to wait for the cake so he starts screaming at them and he's always been like louder per- person and that causes the daughter to finally snap yeah yeah the cake like, is I get done. It's entitlement yeah yeah the cake is complete it's, it, it, the cake is ready the cake is a thousand percent ready it's, it's, it's literally like the fight like they're putting the the fucking y at the end of father's day on this goddamn cake <laughs> and he's screaming and he also screamed you know he's like where's my cake and he does that for like the longest time and after like minute two or three of him talking saying where's my cake he starts adding where's my cake you dirty bitch yeah. <laughs> it just gets really <laughs> abrasive really fast it's, <laughs> it's it's hilarious to me i know it's terrible it's like this poor girl but throughout it i just can't help but laughing hearing the sentence where's my cake followed by you dirty bitch. <laughs> also my dad never has cake on father's day i don't know what this universal concept is but my father never has cake so i don't know what's expected of them i don't think it's weird to have a cake but it's certainly weird to expect one yeah after killing her like boyfriend or fiance i would say why would you want cake you just murdered the man i loved and you still expect cake (laughs) get your own cake (laughs) make yeah make your own cake buy one order one like figure it out this man was so pressed and it, of course, ends in that wonderful shot of him having his shit. Was it wife? Like, I'm trying to. I I'm think struggling. it's his daughter. I think that they're siblings because they call the other one's aunt. Oh, okay. Oh, I think you're yes. right. Yes. There's, there's such an age difference, though, that it seems like it's their mother, right? Like, to, to some degree? Am I crazy? Well, I think. No, I think it's the mother of the two kids, like, the two younger people. But I think she's sisters. With the one who murdered the dad. Oh, okay, so he, so the the famous the the big famous scene, probably one of the most iconic things of Creepshow, is the skeleton of the the dead father holding the head cake and saying, "I got my cake," and it's the head of who I thought was, I guess, his wife until I really had to bring it up. But I guess her other sister, his other daughter, is that is that am I? Yeah, that's correct? what I think. Okay. So yeah, yes, his his mm-hmm. other his other daughter, which makes it darker. I will say. For oh, sure. Yeah. The so skeleton get... was well done, I'm going to say. Makeup-wise, it's, he's, pretty, he's pretty creepy. I liked it. I was, that was probably the best part for me of this one. I thought he was really cool looking. His voice yeah. is really creepy, too. Yeah. I haven't looked into that at all, at all, but there's a lot of voice modulation in this movie. I think there's like three different times where they use some kind of voice modulation on, on somebody, and I, it makes me almost think that this was like a new technology at the time. And that they it was like impressive, so they're like, yeah, keep putting it in there. But he's got this horrible like effect on his voice that makes it really creepy. And he he does look great. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, and then the, also throughout this one, it really starts to show off um, some of the cool colors that they play with. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. they try to make certain shots look like a comic book panel, so they'll light it in super unnatural ra- ways. Like there's a 
a lot of blue and red like purple as well that'll just dominate like a shot and they'll give it a, a border a creative border like a uh, a comic book there's um a scene where somebody dies and they're in the the panel around them kind of is oozing with blood and all the light goes red and then when the final reveal happens at the end with the cake it just is a dead-on shot of their face and uh, the comic book like rays have come out of the back of their head and they color it all crazy and it it's it's the aesthetic that draws me most into this movie and it shows me that they kind of don't take themselves super seriously and that's really what i enjoy in a a horror movie it's just not taking yourself too seriously and having fun with like your subject matter i don't think it's the best one of the five but it sets the tone really well in my yeah agreed yeah definitely does if you don't like father's day if it doesn't appeal to you you're probably not gonna like creep show is that is that fair i don't know I think that Father's Day, like, it seemed the most serious. It se- I think it connected with me the least. Maybe five. Maybe the last one connected with me the least. But Father's Day was a little... I wasn't as invested in it as I was invested with other ones. Okay, I would that's say fair. it's my third favorite of the five. I kind of I kind of liked it. It was simplistic enough that I think I kind of... Is it third? It, yeah, if I had to rank it, it would be, like, the third, my third favorite of the five segments. I'd say second or third for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd about agree. I might put it at four. Okay, fair. That's interesting because I consider that one of the more, like, if someone... I consider that one of the more appealing ones, I guess. I feel like a lot of people would be bored with some of the other ones. So that's mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear what you think of, of other ones then. I was going to say that the next one, I think, is the one that disturbed me the most. Interesting. Uh, okay. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill is dark i think it's very creepy at first i didn't buy into it and this is the one that stephen king like stars in Mm -hmm. at first i was like what is happening like there's just this guy and there's a meteor and like he touches it and that's gross and he has these gross things on his fingers that he keeps sucking on and like what's up with this but as it continues i think it upsets me the most and as you watch this stuff grow and this like green stuff basically the meteor gets water poured on it and then it causes there to be this blue stuff that comes out of it and that blue stuff causes all of this like growth of like this different green material and it looks kind of like grass but it's not grass and you kind of know it's not it's even a little weedy at times yeah yeah (laughs) and it grows on him as you continue and it just like the fact that it grows on him and covers his whole body and I don't know if I should get to the full ending yet, but the level of which he is like incapacitated by the stuff growing on him just like deeply disgusts me. And like, it's just the most disturbing possible death I think I can imagine. Um, I put this one down as alien herpes. <laughs> because that's what it definitely reminded me of. <laughs> like, it's but that like... but this isn't the one that brings up herpes. There's a herpes reference later, and it's not Fair. in this one. So yeah. it's, 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 it just <laughs> reminds me of like alien STD is essentially like because the bumps and then the fact that it grew. It was just it was just kind of gross. Um, I actually really liked this one. I think as kooky as his acting was, which I'm sure was on purpose, I think the overacting that actors do in this whole thing is supposed to kind of give way to like the cartoonish animated vibe the movie's kind of hinting towards because it's like comic book style. So I'm not going to, you know, bash Stephen King for being a bad actor, even though some things were cringy. But I he's, think he's he, nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's he's 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 a lot in this one. 
Um, I hope he's embarrassed by his performance. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, God, I can hear Molly who edits the show laughing in the other room. Just just busting up. (laughs) But I think the concept of, like, singular madness, like, going crazy, but you're by yourself. And you can't tell anyone and you can't go to anyone. I think kind of resonated with me a little bit. That, to me, kind of freaked me out. Like, you're this is happening to you, something otherworldly. In every situation he, like, imagines, it's it's kind of true. Like, you take this to some to, doc- to a doctor, they're not going to know what the hell to do about it. Yeah. And I think him just being in his house, slowly watching this zombie STD take over his house <laughs> and his body, I think was kind of the fear factor that we kind of get in this story. I also like the little nugget that he threw in there at the end castle rock which is one of his like settings um for a lot of his stories and he also has a tv show out that is actually called castle rock um yeah at the end you see that the the weeds didn't just take over him and his house and his yard but they're kind of taking over like his town in general and there's a bunch of signs posting where it goes and castle rock is one of them and it's just amazing because (laughs) i like to think of like all of his movies which i'm sure other people do as like the Stephen King universe, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's like Stephen King version, because some like Castle Rock does take place, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, in Maine, in the same way that like Derry does in it. So yeah. it's all very interconnected and kind of exists in the same kind of universe. And I think it's pretty cool. This movie is so different than the rest of his books and the rest of the movies that were produced, but yet it still technically belongs in the same sort of universe as the rest of his writing, which I think was a really cool tie-in. So it's a little nugget of uh, the Stephen King universe in a movie that you really wouldn't see it coming, I guess. Yeah, yes. And I liked that. So I would put this as my number two. I'm not going to lie. I I really enjoyed it. This one is... It's hard not to call this one my favorite. I'm pretty sure it is. um, But I'm I'm indecisive and annoying like that. But uh, I really think that it, it rides a great line of being horrifying. Like, you guys definitely, like brought up how scary it is the idea that like wow i touched this thing and now it's growing so rapidly this like it's kind of like a green fuzz almost he kind of looks mm-hmm. like jim carrey's grinch like I, I feel like he's <laughs> it, really kind of he's getting grinchy like this is the best way i can describe it but um it really is scary because there's nothing he can do and he's going to slowly die and there's even the point where he realizes and he pounds that bottle of vodka because he's like i'm zit like i just might as well make it a bit easier to write out but it's also really fucking funny at least i think so when he first uh (laughs) wipes the goo that he touched on the meteor office and he goes meteor shit I don't, it's, it's gonna make me laugh like every time and the overacting so incredible and also the most cartoony most goofy part of this movie art is when he thinks about selling it to oh yeah uh, the, the nearby college and he's like i won't go for any less than 200 dollars. keep counting and it's like it's literally like a black and white cartoon and he's rubbing his hands together as he counts it and then uh when it's growing on him later and he thinks about calling the doctor they enter the office through the same office as the banker, except the door now says doctor instead of banker. <laughs> and the banker's now the doctor. And not only does he say he needs to get his fingers amputated, but he's like, this is going to hurt a lot, bud. Like, this is going to hurt so much. It's just so goofy and so stupid. But I, I guess because I'm last, I'll kind of like talk about the ending. In an insane scene, he becomes so itchy by being surrounded by this uh, Jim Carrey Grinch grass 
that he goes to jump into the bathtub in hopes of making it better and the dead spirit of his father appears in smoke in the mirror and tells him that uh if he goes into the bathtub that's what the plant wants it wants him to get into water and he'll die and he takes this information and goes i'm a goner already ain't i daddy like i'm already dead and i kind of realized that i'm not coming back from this and it struck me before but this time we're watching it really struck me i'm like fuck this is sad yeah it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy the way that the dad shows up uh it's very comedic almost he looks like you know the uh talking mirror from shrek almost <laughs> now that's this... a good movie <laughs> no <laughs> yeah um but uh and then it, it really broke my heart did you guys like feel similarly with that yeah no especially i mean and then you see him completely covered and he shoots himself to cut the final relief basically of this whole whatever you want to call it and it's just completely sad like he's just stuck and there's no solutions and he has no other options at that point and that's just incredibly depressing and he doesn't just silently shoot himself he he says like can i just have luck just this once like please lord just this once let me die and this is the same thing where he has a literal cartoon flashback full on with a like sound effect as it gets as it gets like fucking hazy and goes up it's the same thing and i think it's super effective i think it's also the shortest yeah um yeah and i think it's it's brevity really makes me wish for some editing in the other two because it accomplishes arguably more than most of these clips in half the time yeah i would say it's my favorite because of the level it's able to go from so funny to so sad and so heartbreaking like i think it's able to do a lot of work within that short time frame i agree yeah yeah uh, creep show almost uh, at, at its best for sure um oh my god there's this scene where it cuts to a deer head he has mounted on the wall and there's like uh the alien plant life growing on the head right mm-hmm. yes a few years ago i went to yosemite with my family and we stayed in this like shitty little cabin right and in that cabin they had a deer head like that and the first day at the cabin, we're like pointing at the deer head and we're like, oh, that's weird, whatever. We're not used to like having that kind of shit around. And my brother pets it and my whole family's like, oh, dude, don't, don't touch that. Come on. Like we, we literally have no clue where that's been. And then later my sister got like the flu, like real bad to the point where my sister like practically didn't go to Yosemite because she was just in the bedroom of this Airbnb sick like the whole time. So we're driving home after being there for like a week and my sister's feeling better and stuff. And my brother just goes... I was so sure I got you sick by touching that deer. <laughs> I touched the deer and I had some kind of virus. I didn't sleep the whole time we were there because I thought I gave you some kind of deer virus. <laughs> so all I could think about with that deer was just, oh, fuck, that deer's got the deer virus. <laughs> that's, 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 what made, that's what made Sarah ill. <laughs> it was the alien herpes, I'm telling you alien herpes anyway that could all be cut it's just i had i had i made a note and andrew in the cabin tell deer story so <laughs> i told deer story <laughs> all right well are we good with jordy verrill then we'll move on yeah. from stephen king's uh stephen king's short and go on to where everybody knows your name that's a, that's a cheers, <laughs> cheers. That's, yeah, there you go there you go <laughs> uh and that goes to something to tide you over tide referring to ha, the ha, uh, ha to the ocean tide (laughs) um this one is a story of a man who uh is played by ted danson uh and he has the best hair on earth and because of that on earth yeah best hair on earth what about shrek 2 
the dude. Oh, stop with the <laughs> Not Shrek 2. Have you seen his hair in Shrek 2? Molly called me out on a lie here that Egon Spangler has the best hair, but we'll we'll go over that later. Um, but Ted Danson is I can't remember the name of the Harry. other actor, and it's gonna kill oh, me. I don't know the other actor. I was already on the IMDb earlier today. I didn't have to open a new tab. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, I, everyone knows Leslie Nielsen from something. Uh, he's been in just about everything. He's kind of like um, he's kind of like fuck. Now he's I a comedy guy, isn't he? Isn't he? In... We're stuck here. Isn't he? He wasn't. Oh, I know him from Scary Movie, so I think I'm a little. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen reminds me of Steve Mark in the way that oh. they've oh, both okay. had white hair since birth. In like my yeah. like, I have never seen them without just like the whitest hair. Um, <laughs> but Leslie Nielsen's character is married, and Ted Danson is sleeping with his wife, and they're having an affair. And it seems that Leslie Nielsen's character is abusive, and he's awful, and they're like, listen, just, you know, forget about this, let's just move on, and we won't make you pay any alimony or anything. You get a free cut, that's fine. But this character is really driven in a in a sense where he is very protective of what he believes is his. It's really weird to say that, because it really is gross to be like, he won't lose any of his property, and it's his wife, but yeah. that's very much the way he talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels awful to say and he kidnaps his wife and ted danson and kills them essentially by burying them in sand up to their neck and waiting for the tide to come in and that's all we'll say for now let's let's go around and uh say what we thought about this one overall and then we'll bring up the ending and talk about it. i liked it i feel like it's the longest of them all but i was pretty invested in it um i thought that it was an interesting story in completion like I thought that there was parts of it where I was like, wow, he really had to measure out how big that guy was to bury him up to his head. Like, he had to think this shit through. But at the same time, like, it was actually, like, very interesting. Kim, do you want to go for it? All right. Um, I called this one death by hole. To be more specific, <laughs> a sand hole. Because okay, that's, but, better. That's, okay, that's better. That's better. Let's call it that one. <laughs> no, let's, I like let's death go by with hole. <laughs> <laughs> anytime the word hole is used more okay. words to narrow it down only help but that, <laughs> <Just> guy, <laughs> that guy only died because he slept with his wife so he died because of the hole oh shit live by the hole die by the hole <laughs> wow, we love it <laughs> this one I feel like was kind of I mean it started off I think it was the hardest for me to get into because it started off very like quick like he she shows up and he's like let me he was so sus let's just start off like that like let me in or something bad's gonna happen and i was like i don't even know who your, what your name is like what is going on <laughs> also harry ted danson with the with the hair the hair guy i'm sorry the hair he just low-key he kind of not he deserved it but like he kind of did he was a cheater but like he Damn. full on did nothing to try and save himself like no. Sir, you could have jumped out of the car. You could have found a way to call the police. You could have not got into the hole and buried yourself. Like, I'm sorry. It was just like the most anticlimactic way for him to die because he basically did it himself. Like, it was very, I don't know. And what else did I put in here? It was just a lot. It, it's probably like my fourth favorite, to be honest. It took me a while to really get into it. I think my favorite thing about this one was the ending. More so the zombies and how how the makeup looked. I go thought into it was the ending. You go ahead. You you lead us into the ending. Uh, well, the corpses or the I guess they're zombies, right? The zombies of Harry and Becky, which are the two 
um, characters that Leslie, a uh, Richard, that's his name in the movie, Richard yes. kills again, death by hole. He buries them, or he makes them <laughs> bury themselves and they basically die because of the water they drown. Their zombified bodies come back and go grab Richard, take him to the beach and give him a taste of his own medicine. They bury him again. Um, and it's implied that he drowns, even though his last words are, I can hold my breath for a long time. Sir, please. <laughs> and it's implied that he he also drowns because there's no way you can get out of that. But yeah, also, I think the biggest like variant in this is like, how did Richard find a beach that was empty during that he time? He owns it all. Yeah, he owned it all. Oh, because I was like, in California, man, the beaches are always packed day and night. Like, how do you find a beach that not one single lifeguard or one single person is there? Well, Makes I also... Sense. <laughs> I also assumed that it was in the east side of the country and I feel like when it's cold out people aren't at the beach versus in California everyone's always at the beach because it's never that cold even when there's you know maybe a virus going around like, yeah on <laughs> the shade uh, well that's the thing is if they can get some fucking shade they may you know, <laughs> be dying so uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot. Like, it's an interesting concept, but I, I do think this one kind of... It it started off really quick that, for me, it was kind of hard to really understand what was going on. The death was interesting. The lighting was really cool in this one. I think you mentioned, like, the use of, like, red lighting, red and blues. I think, to me, it was the most beautiful. Like, the, when the, hit... Yeah, the light coloration. The final shot when he's when, when he's um he's underwater and it turns back into a comic frame. Yeah. And his his beautiful hair is floating. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is, the water also becomes like a red blue color, which I'm not quite sure if the color is only supposed to be there to mimic comic book style-esque um like visuals or if the colors mean something because sometimes colors do represent like emotions or death or whatever but either way that's the one thing i really liked about this one i think the color usage was really great i i couldn't agree more I, it's interesting that you guys you guys rated this one a, a bit lower than i thought this might be my favorite i think it's my second favorite um i really i really like the intro i like that it's quick um i, I feel like a lot of this movie really like tells you exactly what's going on all the time yeah and i like that this one was kind of like the way they told you that they were cheating is being like hey listen um you don't have to pay alimony or anything and then when he has the tape recorder of of the wife crying show uh that he has her he puts it on two wine glasses mm -hmm. that were left out clearly from like the night before and i always oh. think that that was that was such a good way of just like setting the scene to some degree very visually and n there's nothing wrong with you know explaining exactly what's going on but i think creep show goes a little overboard on that in some yeah. points where it's yeah. like all right i get it dude like <laughs> we're fine um i kind of like that it was quick like that i think being buried like that is really really terrifying and i almost to some degree think the zombies make it better and also kind of ruin it like if it weren't for the zombies and it was cut a lot shorter it's a mm -hmm. really horrifying tale of somebody killing uh and getting away with it in a yeah. very yeah. easy easy way yeah um also they make some kind of reference where he's like oh i call my house yeah i don't remember it but it's like the comfy place and i call this the comfy beach because i own it and so it was like private beach or whatever um and there's the other scene that sticks with me where he starts screaming he's like help help and he's like go ahead keep screaming and he starts screaming too help help he's like no <laughs> one's gonna funny. hear you dude that was funny. like I, I don't know what to tell you and i feel like it, if it were to end there it'd be it'd be amazing 
And then instead he goes back to like his James Bond lair and like <laughs> rewatches their death on like the cameras. And then the zombies come. And I love the zombies coming too, but like for a different reason. Like I can I can give and take. Like literally, I I could do with them and I could do without them. I do love when he's shooting the zombies and this like they don't get stopped by the bullets and the yeah. oh, dark that was water nice. comes gushing through their head. Mm-hmm. Like some of that some of that Tom Savini gold right there. Some of that give me that give me that Tom Savini goodness. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I really love this one. I think Jordy Verrill has to take it. And this whole time I've been kind of like back and forth on if I like this one more, the Jordy Verrill one. But uh, I think Jordy's got to take it just for being so iconic. And this one's like a close second, in my opinion. AJ, do you want to lead us in to uh, oh, not, or AJ or Kim? AJ can go first. The crate? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is all about how much this man hates his wife. That's the, the basic cr- concept. <laughs> yes. The crate. <laughs> The it's crate. called the crate, <laughs> but it's <And> about. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's about the Billy. It's about Billy and how much his, how much her husband hates her. Because you start out and you watch them at this party, and it's like this weird posh party, and she's just like a loud and obnoxious, and everyone hates her, and you can tell. And then he like this part is probably the part that like sticks out the most to me, and I was like shocked when I saw it. I was hoping it was honestly true but it wasn't. But he straight up shoots her in the middle of this party. And then you have everyone else clap because everyone hates this woman so much. And then it turns out that he just fantasized about it. And then she doesn't die. And that happens another time where he chokes her out. Now, at the same time, there's a whole other storyline about this crate where there's this like weird like gorilla-like monster in it. And it's from the 1800s and the janitor finds it and they open it and then the janitor gets eaten alive. And this other professor stands there and watches it and is, like, horrified. And then he tells somebody else and that person gets eaten alive. And he's, like, more horrified. And so he goes to his best friend's house. His best friend is the husband that hates his wife. And so his best friend, like, takes it on himself to, like, clean up the mess and then, like, tells his wife to come there so he can kill her. And that's basically the whole concept. Now, I rated this one the third favorite. I actually kind of like it. It's pretty good. It's also just about him murdering his wife. Yeah, th- this one's my f- probably fourth favorite. Um, I would be way higher for me if it wasn't so long. I feel like this one's the longest. Uh, I feel like there's so many scenes of them just like pushing the box back under the stairs or whatnot. Yeah. A lot of it could be could be continued. And he straight up mops the bloody floor to get rid of the evidence for like, feels like 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I feel like it's great, but I feel like it's... It could be on fast forward a little bit, but the effects are good. I love it. Actually, you actually get some blood. There's not a lot of blood in this whole movie. Uh, so we get a lot of cool blood and it, it's, they really make you hate his wife, Billy. She's, mm-hmm. she's really just the worst. And it's great to watch her get eaten at the end. It's, there's some catharsis in it. I, I think there's some really good acting in it too. Uh, the, it's, it, they're entertaining to watch while they're, while they're doing something <laughs> when they're not just, you know, d- panting and crouching and actually doing something. They're, they're quite entertaining. Wow, I I like, this was my least favorite of all of them. (laughs) I put this one as number five. I think that's, hey, I'm four, you're five, we're not too far off. Yeah, it just like, it it was the length and also the fact there were two subplots kind of going on that I just was like, it connected in the end. And I don't want to hash on it too much because there are some promising things in it. It was just really hard for me to like, keep interest like there's a like you said there's a lot of drag to it there's a lot of like excessive scenes that didn't have to be there shots that didn't have to be there and the whole time I was like where is this going is he going to kill this bitch or not like is this thing going to like eat some like the creature 
is probably the highlight, I want to say. I think he gave me very much like Wolfman vibes, but he really wasn't visible or present for a lot of it. He was more like alluded to it. Um, fun fact, actually, um, Savini talked to the, I believe he was the special effects guy uh, from The Thing to help design the Wolfman creature in this um, in this particular story, which I think uh, Cro- gives credit. Uh, no, Botton, Rob Botton, or Boten, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He did some of the effects on The Thing. He wasn't like the only one, but he's definitely the one that um, Savini talked to. To kind of help design a creature that kind of embodied the same kind of creature-esque look that they had on the thing. Which to me, I think kind of makes me like the creature more and wish there was more of him present. Because he kind of is like, for the most part, the horror monster in this story. Um, But the most disturbing, I think, is the milk cocktail that this bitch Billy makes. What the fuck? I was going to say that. She deserved to die the minute she poured the milk and... uh... And whiskey into the same thing. That, that sealed her fate. Literally, who the fuck puts milk? Whole milk, I want to say. It looked like whole milk. It could have been skim. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's disgusting. doesn't matter. <laughs> and puts just a shit ton of alcohol and drives with it. Like, she takes it in a cup and she puts it in her car and she drinks it. Who, who does that? She literally drinks while driving. <laughs> but, like, milk alcohol. Driving. Like, do you not have soda? Like, I'm just confused as to why this was a good idea. Or juice. Yeah, something or that's not straight, dairy. Or drink it straight, you know? You don't need to do dairy. Have mixers, you bitch. <laughs> At first, I was like, this girl is weird because she's just drinking milk by itself. Like, who just gets a glass and just drinks straight up milk with nothing else? But then she puts alcohol in it. And I'm like, oh, hell no. This is some fucked up shit. <laughs> That was the most disturbing. The gore was pretty good. I liked the gore a lot, but the milk cocktail really stuck to me and I fucking hated it. And it was in one shot, but I hated it and it was disgusting. <laughs> and I'm bothered by it. That's why it's number five. Who the fuck's idea was it to make a milk cocktail? Uh, when the when the student gets killed and he gets his uh, he gets his neck bitten and his face slashed, mm. it's actually oh, a pretty yeah. damn good effect and it's 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 pretty guttural for um for creep show, not for Tom Savini. For Tom Savini, that's like, you know, whatever. But um, for Creepshow, they hadn't really shown a lot like that. So it was nice to get some variety in that way as well. Um, And then, you know, despite what we might think of this segment, um, I believe I'm like 90% sure the monster's called Fluffy. Oh, I love that. It's just been named Fluffy. Like they sell (laughs) Fluffy masks, Fluffy buffs. And while the the crate might not be perfect, everyone loves Fluffy. Fluffy's great. He's very cute. I wanted to see more of him. No. What? Hey, no. This is... This is our this is our second. No, like cute like Kim's a doll. It's, he's an animal, That's what you I was guys. Just thinking. Cute like a pet. Like he was very adorable. He was very cute. Okay, so you want to fuck the animal? Lower half, <laughs> no, so I, I, he's a doll. I meant like a pet. Like he's a very if cute like creature. If he stood up out of that box, you might be saying something different. That's exactly. No, I watched the Wolf Man, and no, thank you. I'm not. <laughs> what, what about the Shape of Water? What, how did that affect you at all? <laughs> no. Oh my god, that movie was. He's a fish. The whole time I was like, "What the fuck? He's a fish. You couldn't give him a human face at least. He's a whole ass fish." <laughs> I saw that movie, and when I left the theater, my parents were like, that was the most amazing shit ever. And I was like, she fucked a fish. I can't get over it. <laughs> um, all right, I guess we'll move into the last one. I think I can tell where this is going, by the way. Our other ones have been rated. None of us really liked this last one. 
it's that just fair? so gross. It's so gross. And it's not scary. It's just upsetting. And I don't like it. The last one is a germaphobe billionaire who treats people like shit, has a bunch of cockroaches get into his apartment and kill him. And that's literally, that's it. Like, that's as concise as I can get it. It's, that's he, it. He's kind of funny. He's pretty funny. He says fuck a lot, which is wild. A lot. A lot of fuck. But he also, he can be pretty savage, but the rest of it just sucks because it's just staring at cockroaches and like no one wants to do that it's not fun yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot of dead cockroaches primarily uh, kim seemed particularly mortified kim could watch like a like a baby in a movie enter a wood chipper and she'd giggle because she saw those cockroaches and she was like fuck that's honestly why this one is my favorite <gasps> no Oh! Yeah. oh my god yeah because it takes a lot to make me cringe like i've seen the i love gore like i can watch gore all day you name the movie top 10 gory movies i've watched it i love it did not bat an eye it takes a lot to make me disgusted and make me really wince and look away from the screen and this one did it i i dislike and it's a personal thing i really really dislike bugs and i'm kind of a germaphobe too so every yeah. time those little roaches showed up, I had to like look away. It disgusted me. Like it made me want to throw up because I hate, I hate, of all the insects, I hate cockroaches the most. So this was like a personal attack. Um, George Romero, <laughs> <laughs> I'm personally victimized in this particular part. But I think be- I was really impressed that it, ma- it made me look away. And I haven't done that in literally ever. I think every horror movie I've seen, I've only like looked away in a couple I, I was surprised that it really got me that bad, which is why it's my favorite. I like that it's I like that it freaked me out. I like to I be have, freaked out. I had to cover the it. whole screen when that ending scene with them coming out of him. Mm-hmm. I had to fully like just cover my screen with my hand and not look at it because I couldn't handle it. And that to wow, me is beautiful. I did not see that coming as your favorite, but I respect no. it. Yeah, that's wow. the shock my number of the one. season. <laughs> This one might be shorter than Jordi Varela. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the little, the last little cherry on top. And I really think if by the time, if by the time Billy in the last one drives over to be eaten by the, by Fluffy, that one was yeah. airing, this movie would be, would flow way better. That's fair. You know? Um, but yeah, this one, uh, this one's just kind of, there's not a lot, I, I feel like there's not a lot to say about this one other than, yeah, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's it's just kind of the least it, for me it's the least interesting but I, but I can totally see its merit based off of it being disgusting and the, there's not CG in this this is uh this is real <laughs> those are those are real cockroaches oh god <laughs> yeah they were alive the whole time there and some of them were oh, so god. big there was like I a giant one that. I didn't need to know that those weren't fake I I didn't need to I'm sure some of them were fake when they're like piled like some of the lower ones were fake but still uh, most of them were real. I think it's just a basic fear, too. Like, I think, you know, you have, like, outlandish ones like aliens, the wolf creature. But this is something that, like, roaches are definitely a thing. They, they, people's houses have been, like, run down by cockroaches all the time. And one of my biggest fears is, like, bugs harvesting in my body. Oh. And I hate in, the feel. In like, yours? Yeah, and mine, of course. <laughs> in my body. <laughs> Like, I don't like, like, the idea that, like, all those bugs were just inside of him and then they just burst out. That, to me, is one of the most disgusting images and I hate it. But also, that's so, it's so simple. And I like that. It's short, it's simple, 
it's a concept that's not very like outlandish it's very like in reality i i don't it's a 10 out of 10 for me i loved it i loved it and i think since his character was like one of the worst i think it was it was supposed to make you feel like oh i'm glad that he's <laughs> dead but I, I just i couldn't i couldn't enjoy his death because the roaches disgusted me and that's kind of like a cruelty that I like that this movie does to me. Like, it won't even let me enjoy it. And I love that. <laughs> a little masochistic, I know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I just really, really liked it. That's great. I love I love the the, the diversity in our, in our, like, picks, you know. I've, I've, I've always yeah. said, like, one of the main reasons for having this cast of people specifically is Kim and I are probably equally into, into and interested in horror movies. But our opinions are on opposite sides of the spectrum which is why i'm surprised kim's been as nice about creep show as she has been because i really <laughs> thought it was so far onto my end of the spectrum that it would repel kim's, <laughs> kim's <laughs> end of the spectrum um uh but yeah no that's that's interesting to have such different because like literally your favorite's my least favorite i like the jukebox that it's in this <laughs> one because the comics are from the 50s and i'm not sure if it was intentional or not but it kind of i think it almost acts like a homage to like the comics itself i mean the whole thing is obviously like almost like a love letter to these comics that romero and stephen king loved which i think is kind of why i appreciate it because it, it shows their love for horror comics and yeah. I think that's kind of like that's like that's beautiful. Oh, it's what inspired them. That's yeah. what they. That's what they were into as kids. That that made The Shining possible. Yeah, that's that pretty made cool. the modern day zombie possible was them reading shit like this in comics. And I, I I couldn't agree more that it's it's. I think overall it's just fun. The the way I had phrased it at one point is this is the kind of movie when you were like twelve played on Halloween and you watched it. It's a two hour movie, but it was like six hours with all the ad between it. But uh, you sat and watched that like the whole time, or at least I did. You know, it's it's just it's the perfect Halloween movie. It's just fun. We've also narrowed down uh, Molly and I have narrowed down my taste in movies to shit you would show a twelve year old. That's probably a little too much to show a twelve year old, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's like writing that line, and I couldn't explain Creepshow better than that. <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah. that's exactly what I what I put it as. Um, so we'll go into something we need to discuss with every movie. I'm not sure how relevant it'll be right now. <laughs> but the Kim thirst segment. Kim <laughs> is commonly attracted to characters Horrible that she should people. not be attracted to at all. Um, if your Mount Rushmore of celebrities you would fuck includes uh, Freddy Krueger <laughs> and, uh, and Lord Voldemort. Um, yes. oh, Michael, go. don't forget Michael. And, and Michael Myers. I can't really think of the fourth right now. I'm assuming, I don't know, uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Beetlejuice? No, he's not really horror. He wasn't evil enough. I'm not. Oh, he's not horror. He's he not, was he's not, not that she wouldn't it's fuck him. Enough. Just that he's not horrible <laughs> enough. No, I wouldn't. Not him. I don't, I don't know. Beetlejuice, it's too wholesome for me. <laughs> too wholesome? Yeah, it's too wholesome. It's too, like, sweet. 
Okay, so we'll just go with Lucifer himself for that fourth one. So yeah, as long as he's Facts. in a good suit, Kim's Kim's on board. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I do feel the need to touch on this with every podcast, but I don't think there's a ton of material on this. Maybe Fluffy. I'm still thinking that maybe, maybe <laughs> Fluffy. Um, Leslie Nielsen gets in the shower and has, uh, has a pretty nude scene there. Um, he's pretty twisted. He buried some people in sand and uh, made him drown. Um, yeah. So God. how likely are you to fuck him, Kim? No. <laughs> Not at all. It, it's not... I mean, I guess it's sadistic, but not enough. Like, it didn't... It, he buried them. I, did, I don't know. I feel like he got lucky that none of them resisted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's this very little sex appeal in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, he's... he's yeah. Very but little. But like, what out about, of ten, though. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, AJ. What about the aunt from Father's Day? Or the father himself when he comes back to life mm, okay no a skeleton <laughs> <laughs> he has zero he was a little thick like for a skeleton <laughs> <laughs> but no 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 he reminds me of the crypt keeper and that guy used to freak me out when i was a kid so no the he's aunt... thinking all the wrong ways <laughs> exactly the aunt maybe i mean i liked her clothes what she was for... rich being gay is like fifty percent of the yeah. Fashion. So like probably her, but she she would like, she would like verbally abuse me. Hogs. But you know that's okay. Well, yeah. That? <laughs> I said Kim would like to sit and smoke a big cigar and call people hogs. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But yeah, there wasn't much. And no, not fluffy. I think he's cute. I would want him as a pet. Like he's adorable. As a pet? You, yeah, like he's you've cute. Also said michael myers is adorable though so but in a hot way because he's a man and you i'm gonna say it i'm (laughs) never mind (laughs) no i'm not gonna say it i just next week i want the venn diagram (laughs) yes he's he's tall and he's quiet and he doesn't speak and i i appreciate that in a man what about the roaches bugs what about them (laughs) You want to fuck them? Um, no. <laughs> no. They were disgusting. I oh, oh, I hate bugs. I hate them so much. That is the one drawback in this movie is there's no one attractive and... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Have you seen Ted Danson's hair? How was wrong with you? I'm not impressed, you know? I've seen better uh, hair. Honestly, same. I'm also not that impressed. All right, wait, wait. What about Egon, though? <laughs> who is that I'll send, okay, yeah wait, i don't wait, know wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna send Egon, Egon. best hair who who's wait, someone wait, wait. i think has good hair i'm sending Rack it i'm sending it in I'm send, no I'm it not in. shrek okay wait let me see this oh your Hold favorite on. ghostbuster um ghostbuster. that's some good wait, hair wait, wait, wait. i got i got a better one i got a better one but he not. looks oh, like stanley God. from it <laughs> the, the, the uh <laughs> The file's too big. The hair is too big to send. I'm sending it via another link there. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god, god that no. is too, very big. Look hair. at that. Look at that. Mm. What a man. <laughs> okay, so I heard that we have some IMDb re- <laughs> <laughs> right. Give Aaron some time with this picture. He needs some alone time with this guy. Yeah, give me like, you can't, you know, fill me up with. <clears throat> Glass Manor blended Irish whiskey for twelve ninety nine from Target. I'm not expecting you to rant about some some man hair for a little bit here, okay? 
sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I did have the idea to go and look at the reviews for Creep Creep Show and uh, look at some of the worst ones, and I found some fucking gold. I, I I can't lie. This first review is three stars out of ten, and it's called vegetable horror oh <clears throat> i tried to find a good stephen king film to this day i watched dozen of them found none the film was comical it has comic in it doesn't it none <laughs> of stories felt creepy was it made Can't for relate. kids or something mr king writes a lot but sorry to say they are mostly vegetable i mean <laughs> where was the creep it isn't possible that all the directors who made films out of stephen king's stories are bad at making it is it Wow. I am still to find a jump scare in Stephen King film. I tried. I did not. Hey, I got scared by that hand popping out from the grave. I fully oh jumped. Oh my god. So. <laughs> oh my god, AJ. <laughs> it kind of, I forgot how quickly um, the, the, the dad shows up out of the double doors with the cake. And it got me a little bit, I won't lie. See? I was pretty comfortable. I was pretty comfortable in that. But I oh. love... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, The Shade. None of Stephen King's films are good. Ma'am, have you seen Cujo? That shit scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> it's a giant you... dog. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's Molly's dream. Molly just wants yeah. the biggest dog possible. Clifford the Big Red Dog is also a giant dog. Cujo just... too. No, <laughs> Cujo, he has rabies and he like tries to... It's, it's a whole thing, but his movies are good. I'm going to defend Stephen King on this one. Like, he has good movies. Some, uh, the writing's a bit iffy. But, like, It? You're gonna tell me It wasn't creepy? No, this bitch crazy. True. But, like, I have to give him props when he says, um, Mr. King writes a lot, but sorry to say, they are mostly vegetable. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what it's, does it's that hard, mean? It's, it's, hard, it's hard to argue. They are mostly vegetable. Like, I, I, <laughs> it just makes no sense. And it's hilarious. <laughs> On a scale of one to vegetable. <laughs> I would say this is is vegetable a 10 or is it a scale of vegetable to 10 oh, or I no. guess on a scale of 1 to creep show how vegetable are you it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the better way to phrase it the review the, the review was a 3 the film is comical it has comic in it doesn't it <laughs> that's some shade honestly that's slick I kind of like that I love it I love it I can't wait to look up the lowest reviews for horror movie because this movie's not perfect but it's certainly not a, a three you know no. <laughs> i kind of get the... the negative reviews because if i when you told me about this movie and i kind of looked it up and i saw king and romero i thought this was going to be very different i had different yeah. expectations so i can see the disappointment but i'm not disappointed if that makes sense like it's it's not bad it's just different it's a whole different spin on their usual movies so I can get people being disappointed and rating it low, but at the same time, it's not bad in and of itself. If you just look at it as a piece of work and not tie it completely into like the care, the directors and King. I I, I agree. I, I this movie is far from perfect. I think it's I think it's goofy. It's certainly clunky in some areas, but overall, it it makes me happy. It's just it, it's fun, and I think that's kind of what I what I want most is just fun horror movies. But yeah. again, that's that's just my my preference, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't want to be you know kept up by extreme gore in the middle of the night like him. But you know, <laughs> to, yeah. to each their own. Like <laughs> I currently am because of Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up then? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the ending? 
Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. After, after, or do you want me to? Do you, what, I, would, I just had AJ? a note that I loved the voodoo doll ending. I want my kid to be just like that. You want your kid to traumatize you through a voodoo Not me, but like others. You know what I mean? Like if he's ever being bullied or something, I want him to make a voodoo doll and defend himself. Like that's all I want in life. So that's after so after the, the final scene with the cockroaches, after they're creeping up on you, the comic book in the trash can that most of the movie like takes place in, the wind's blowing and it blows it out of the trash can. And then um, the garbage men, one of uh, which is Tom Savini playing one of the garbage men, pick up the comic book and start going through the back pages where they sell you shit like x-ray glasses and shit but they talk about how the voodoo doll was already ordered they already cut out that page and the kid who had his comic book thrown away by his abusive dad in the beginning is stabbing the voodoo doll and making his dad uh i guess choke or be in pain he's like stabbing it right through the neck and the dad's like grabbing his neck and shit and it's 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 a really good payoff. I I really love that. See, Kim, you were saying that this is your ideal child. Is that they stab <laughs> someone in the neck? Repeatedly. He was creative and he was smart <laughs> and he like knew what to do. Like his dad was abusive. Yeah, make a voodoo doll. I one hundred percent supported. I he love it. He bought the voodoo doll. He did not make the voodoo doll. I thought he oh he made a shirt for it because he it showed the scene where like the, there's a piece of cloth missing from like the shirt that the mom was ironing. So I oh, I thought yeah. it meant that he like. Oh, it's a dad shirt. So he got the dad shirt to tie it to the voodoo doll. So that way I didn't notice him. that. Damn. I noticed something was wrong with the shirt, but I was like, I guess I'm just dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it turns out I was right. <laughs> I am dumb. Uh, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. So he's creative, you know? He, he knew what to do. And that's props to that kid. I loved it. It was a great ending. I think it was a great way to end it. It was funny, but also like a little bit of revenge. You know, we all hated the dad. Yeah. Also, AJ that kid. Also, oh, good. Sorry, that kid is actually Stephen King's son, Joe King. Oh, really? Yeah, and Joe King is also a comic book writer, and he also is a novelist. Um, but yeah, You've he made a little cameo. Joe King. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe Hill. I'm sorry, Joe Hill is his name, not Joe King. I'm so sorry. Uh, it is Joe King, isn't it? But Joe Hill's movie, he writes he writes under, so there's no nepotism. Yeah, I just I wanted to make this his name because that's the name he uses for his comic books and for his books. It's Joe Hill. But he is Stephen yeah. King's son. Yeah, he does that so no one would know he's Stephen King's son and he won't get yeah. sales just because of that. Wow. But yeah, cute kid. <laughs> I feel terrible when he gets slapped in the beginning and he has like yeah. finger marks on his face afterwards. Bad parent. That's a lot. <laughs> Bad parent. No slap. <laughs> no slap, kid, please. No slap. <laughs> Before we go into our final thoughts, let's go into ranking one uh, from one to five, our favorite segment. All right, starting with AJ. So I think my favorite is The Lonesome Death of Jordy Barrel. Then it goes Something to Tide You Over. Then it goes to The Crate, Father's Day, and then finally it's They're Creeping Up on You. All right, Kim? My number one <laughs> plot twist they're creeping up on you, the roach one, because yes. My number two is the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. My number three is Father's Day. My number four is, what's the number four? Something to tide you over. And my number five is The Crate. Sorry. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll say number one is the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. Number two would be to tide you over. Three would be Father's Day. Four would be the crate. And then five would be the creeping up on you. So we had some variation. We really did. I like that. Now we'll go into final thoughts. 
AJ, you go first. <laughs> Pretty good. I liked it for the most part. That's basically my full thought. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, I surprisingly really liked it. I think because I used to watch like the Twilight Zone and Tales of the Crypt, I kind of really adapted to the anthology version of this movie. I thought I would hate it, I'm not going to lie. But I think it had really good aspects to it. I think having Tom Savini as a makeup artist really brought a lot of cool effects that kept me engaged. I think tall king George Romero, because he is 6'4", I googled it. He's a tall king, we were wondering. Um, did a pretty wow, good job I, of having You're always going into height. <laughs> you're always going into height, knowing I'm a short king. It's not fair. <laughs> also, RIP George Romero. But... I think he, I think him and King did a really good job of just having fun with this. Like, yes, we can go into, you know, some things that we didn't like, the aspects of the writing, the stories, yada yada. It's a fun movie. They had fun. You can tell it's a love for the genre itself that they just kind of diffracted from the rest of what their usual content is like. So I think just because I feel they enjoyed and had a good time making this movie, it makes me appreciate the movie more. Um, and although I wouldn't have chosen to watch this movie on my own, like, I'm probably not going to rewatch this ever, I do like that I saw it because I do think it's very, it's cute. It was enjoyable. And I'm glad I got to see some of my favorite directors, writers, makeup artists just kind of have fun and do something cool and different. I I know. I'm, that's, I'm really glad to hear that because I chose this movie fully thinking that you would hate it. Like, I didn't choose it because of that reason, but I chose it. And I was like, oh, Kim's going to have a tough time with this one. <laughs> um, and it's funny you bring up, um, like, uh, Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt, because right now Creepshow has a reboot on Shudder. I saw that. Yeah, and it's it's not, it, it, it's, uh, it's the same thing as any horror anthology-like series where there's good episodes and bad episodes. But uh, it got picked up for season two, and it's going to be on more than Shudder. It's going to be on, like, AMC. So hopefully, you know, Creepshow has a good revival you know but season one was it was above average <laughs> but i'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping for better i love this movie i think it's goofy i think it's fun i think despite some of them going on for for so long they're all memorable if three months from now i was like oh what are the things in creep show you'll be able to rattle them off pretty quick you know even if some of them are just like he, the man was in sand and had great hair you know there's, there's not much more to say about it but <laughs> i enjoy this one a whole hell of a lot um yeah is, is that it we all happy with that yeah. yeah we're all good we're good to retire all right uh thanks for listening next time we're gonna watch shrek the third not oh, shrek no. <laughs> oh yeah the third one no <laughs> uh if you call it shrek three you're a fake fan i just want to make that clear right the now. third uh but shrek the third will be next week's episode and uh until then i'm aaron i'm aj i'm kim see i spoke I'm Kim. <laughs> oh, she said it this time. Shit. This time. too. <laughs> All right. Until then. Uh, bye. Love you. Bye, y'all. <laughs>